This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. By the book on BFM 89.9. Hello everyone, you're listening to By the Book. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and as always, joining me today is uh, my fellow lover of literary podcasts, Lee Chui Lin. Hello. Um, and we are quite excited to have with us... Um, when I say like-minded, I feel like-minded in more ways than one. Not just book lovers, but two people who actually talk about books on a show. We have joining us today the founders of Two Book Nerds Talking, which is a much-beloved local books podcast. We have Diana Young and Honey Ahmad. Diana, Honey, thanks for joining us today. Hello, ladies. Always good Thanks to so meet a fellow us. book nerd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's start with the origin story. What got the both of you interested in reading? Oh, wow. Well, we, far how far back are we going again? <laughs> All the way. <laughs> what did you get away, honey? Um, I, I guess I've always, I've always read. So I think in those days, to keep me from getting into mischief, my mother used to just leave me in a library or would leave me in a bookstore. Those days, you leave a child in the library, she'll still be in the same place when you come back. <laughs> so I guess there were like different times in those days when you didn't have devices and the only way to entertain your child is to teach her how to read and get her obsessed with books. So I think it started very early. And I think generally I'm quite, uh, I wouldn't say introvert, but, you know, I do enjoy the company of myself. I like to, you know, I uh, I was youngest of, of a, quite a large family, but I was born quite late. So I was quite alone a lot of the times, you know, growing up. So books were a constant company. So they've been really great company growing up honestly and I think Diana is a bit similar as well right uh yeah well <laughs> the being in libraries and in bookstores yes exactly we were we probably the kindred spirits that way but yeah for myself I think well I was a very sickly child you know when I was young I had asthma and um I think a plethora of other things so basically my mother couldn't think of anything else for me to do so she basically just shoved me in a corner and just like you know read as much as she can and <laughs> that became basically my pastime my passion and yeah just just you know I always found that losing myself in the pages of book yeah you can go there and you can just do anything you want there no one's paying attention to what you're doing in there you know you can read whatever you want you can go anywhere you want so yeah I think that's basically it so you, you kind of get like I don't know if that's a personality that you take on just because you're always reading, but maybe it's a bit of both. Like, you know, you become a reader because you have the propensity for reading and also because, you know, you get introduced to the joys of reading when you're young. So you 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 really appreciate all the different books that you can get access to, all the different worlds you can get to go to, all the different places and experiences you can have. So, yeah, I think bringing me back to um, how we started the podcast so basically, you know, I I went through a phase where I really, really loved books all throughout my childhood. And then when I went, when it was time to go to uni, I wanted to study literature. But my mother said, no, I don't think it's a very practical no kind of thing to do. <laughs> no future, no books, right? Yeah. So, you know, you basically, you're going to be reading and then what? What's, how are you going to make money from that? So later in life, I discovered that, you know, I could actually go back and study literature. I could actually I actually did a master's in literature. So, I think just going through that process of studying literature, it opened my mind to, you know, all the possibilities of, of reading again. After many years of, of, you know, reading casually, you kind of get stuck into a rut. So, you have certain genres, certain books that you that are your go-to, 
and you kind of don't explore outside that that range, right? So doing that master's helped me to open my mind, helped me to see literature in a new light, and also to be confident enough in my ability to read between the lines so that, you know, I could feel free to explore more in the world of literature. So, so basically, Honey comes to me one day and she says, you know, what do you think about talking more about books since we both love talking about books? And I thought, yeah, okay, right, that sounds fun. But yeah, I, I think safe to say Honey had a greater vision for this than I thought that we would ever have. But yeah, it's really taken us places. So that's the talking about books part. But how did the two of you actually meet to begin with? Well, Diana started an online Facebook group called KL Book Appreciation Club. And um, we had a mutual friend, I think, who decided, he told me, oh my God, honey, I met somebody. They're like, I'll try. Because, <laughs> you know, generally, because this, my friend, this friend of mine and myself, we've been trying to get a book discussion going, but nobody ever shows up for them. No matter how much good food we, you know, how wonderful the venue is. So he's like going, oh my God, you're going to meet this bunch of people. They're all crazy about books. And then I joined a couple of book discussion and I always felt that I had more to say. That's the thing, right? Once you get introverts talking, they can't shut up. So then I turned to Diana and I said, hey, Diana, you want to start a podcast? And she went, it's my year of yes. I just finished Shonda Rhimes' year of yes. So yes. <laughs> and what? Almost five years later, right? We started in 2018. So even we're kind of amazed at how long we've been going on, right, Diana? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and the things we've done, the crazy things we've done along the way. Um, I'm curious about your listeners. Uh, what do you know about them? What sorts of interactions have you had with them? And do they influence what you talk about? Wow. Oh, good um, question. Yeah, mm. that is a great question. I, I think, um, well, you know, it's, it's actually quite lonely when you're, you know, just talking to basically to each other and oftentimes to a screen as we're doing now. Um, so it feels like we're putting our voices out there and you don't know who's going to listen in, right? And when they're going to do it and what they're going to really think about you after they've done so. <laughs> so it's actually nice that I think a lot of the feedback that we've gotten are probably through the book club as well, because, you know, we, we know quite a number of people who are readers and they maybe they feel like, you know, they know what's enough to talk to us and they and so they've been very supportive about that uh, they like the fact that we actually do speak from a Malaysian perspective and we have you know we do like to try to pull in as much as possible the Malaysian voice um, so voices of people who come from our own backgrounds and and from our world, part of the world right so yeah I think I think so far I would say it's mostly positive don't you think honey <laughs> Well, I mean, we've had, I feel a lot of our listenership, we actually have a huge percentage that comes from the US and from English speaking countries. I think about 40%, oh no, maybe 50 maybe 50%, 50% are Malaysian, Singaporean, 50% are from overseas because we have been covered by um, podcasts, international podcasts. I mean, when people write an article about book podcasts to check out. And recently, I actually got an email from this guy who went, like, I recently moved to um, New Zealand. Well, no, he's been living in New Zealand for a long time. He came back to Malaysia and then he found our podcast. He's like going and really wanted to hear a Malaysian voice. So it was quite lovely sometimes that you do get feedback. So at least we know that we're not just talking into a void. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we do try to do live events. So we do sometimes do live interviews at Lit Books. We have done um, dramatizations of books before. So I think the key thing is that we keep it interesting for ourselves as well, you know, because... Our show has morphed from just a book review interview show to even 
you know, to thematic stuff, to even putting short stories up. So I guess that's how you sustain a podcast, I suppose, you know, keep it exciting. <laughs> Actually, um, I mean, that answers part of my question because I was curious how the podcast has developed over time. But I- I'd like to know how much of it has been shaped by really the growing popularity of podcasts over the years, because there was a period in time when nobody knew what that was. And, you know, now it's something that everybody with like a mic <laughs> and-, and a thought yes. can actually do. Honestly, I think if we actually have a YouTube channel, perhaps we probably have more reach. But me and Diana, we just we just like, um, we're not really in front of camera people. But okay, what has been really interesting anyway for the both of us is that we have actually done projects. So um, we have done a project before with um, the Canadian um, Fund for local projects. And uh, we have actually done a gender, a gender project via literature. So that was really interesting for us because somebody told me, oh, they are looking for projects that are kind of like um, to do with local, you know, how to kind of empower local girls, local women. And then both me and Diana thought, let's let's do it. So we actually came out with a syllabus. We actually worked with schools. So that has really kind of put us out there as well. And this year, we just did a, a, an event with ESOP Malaysia where they were doing a women's library, they turned their stores into a library and then they approached us and asked us to do a companion show to it. So I guess the most exciting thing about the podcast is how versatile it can be. You know, we never really thought that there are other people out there that actually see this as a potential partnership, I suppose, you know, Uh, because, you know, uh, so it's been quite wild when, when we think about how people, who listens to our show and also what, how they see it can kind of combine with their brand and things like that. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, me and Diana are pretty chill. Uh. We, 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 we like doing this just for fun most of the time, but it's kind of nice when you have other people on board as well. Yeah, I think I think also because um, podcasting seems to be like an easy way to get you know exposure out there. So we, we do get a lot of emails, you know, like messages from people just random people coming up to us and saying, you know, can can you feature us, you know, and um, we have to turn down a lot of people because, you know, time. We can't read and, them all. <laughs> yeah, can't read them all. And also we've had like um other podcasts reach out to us. Like we've had, we've done this collaboration with this podcast in the US called Dirt Cheap. They said, oh, well, you know, would you like to come and talk to us? We do this podcast, which is uh, we take these really old books and we re- we sort of go through them. We read a little bit at a time and we discuss it and it's like hey, would you like to feature us and talk to us about it and like, that was quite interesting right so these interesting ways of collaborating of making it not just solely about books but also you know a way to reach out into popular culture and yeah just just to explore the world of literature in a fun way we're speaking with Diana Yong and Hani Ahmad, the two voices behind Two Book Nerds Talking. Uh, it's a books podcast. Um, and so we'll be back after this to continue our conversation with them. In the meantime, let us know. Are you guys fans? Uh, are there other literary podcasts that you listen to? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Write to us at buythebook at bfm.my. Burning for more. BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back. You're listening to Buy the Book with Sharmila and Lynn. And we are joined today by Diana and Honey of Two Book Nerds Talking. They also talk about books on their podcast. Um, and so um, it's quite nice to have people who um, seem to have 
very similar trajectories to us, childhood readers and so on. I wanted to ask about something that certainly Lynn and I um, have experienced quite a bit with the show, that our reading has been greatly shaped by the show because of the interviews and the reviews, right? Has the podcast affected or even changed the way you read? Mm. You want to take this title or? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, definitely. That That is a great question. I, I definitely think that, you know, getting to speak to sp- certain people or spreading our wings to different genres, um, authors that we wouldn't normally get to talk to, exploring issues that we wouldn't normally, in our own personal interest, we probably wouldn't have gone down that route. So yeah, definitely there's things that we've done that we didn't think that we would do if we didn't have for this podcast. I think um, in general, we're both like fantasy readers, right? Yeah, so yeah, I true. mean, we, we do, I think doing the podcast has made us read because we wanted to represent a Malaysian reader. So it has made us read more nonfiction. Yeah. And, and I feel that sometimes it has made me grow a lot more as a reader. I mean, there might be some genres I might not necessarily gravitate towards, even though I'm quite a varied reader. So it has opened up a lot of different genres of books. And I think Diana never used to like to read horror. And this day she has to occasionally read horror because I like to discuss a horror book. So I don't know. I think I've, we have both enriched our our reading <laughs> lives, right, Diana? She says oh, hopefully. Oh, definitely. I, I think I think you know. There's just the fact that we have to, um, we, you know, we we do this book challenge thing every year. We're a little bit slacking about it right now, but but yeah, it's it's kind of a, just a fun way to interact with our readers, you know, like our followers on Instagram. So we have this thing where every month we there's a different thing you're supposed to do a different genre you're supposed to read on. And yeah, I think that's opened my mind a lot as well because you know you, we, we've done issues where we've had to look at try and find books that are Japanese and queer, for example. And, you know, you, you you go down and find books that you would just would not have been on your radar otherwise. So just things like that. Definitely, we have learned so much more about books than we thought we would have. <laughs> and live shows. We have done live shows before online, right, on StreamYard. And that was interesting as well, because it's almost like having a live audience, but... Um, because of the pandemic, everybody had to sort of like innovate, right? So that was cool as well because we do we do like book um, questions and auctions and things like that where people can win books. So it's always quite fun when we do something that I suppose also reaches out to other people who love reading, you know? It's like, as my friend says, like, it's your tribe, right? So you occasionally want to touch base with them. <laughs> so I think, um, again, just going on the the similarities in some ways because we when we started off by the book also gravitated I think most immediately towards books that you like authors you like it's it's natural you're used to it you you want to read what you want to read um, but over time and I think you know this happens as you accrue the episodes you also start to think about things like uh, diversity and inclusion I mean ideally it would have been there from the start but of course most of the time you start with just it's books let's talk about it um, and I'm curious how you both think about that um, when you consider what you want to read and what you want to talk about? You know, when when we first started the podcast, firstly, we wanted people to know that Malaysians read. So we wanted a voice about, you know, like how what Malaysians think about a book. Because when we started, a lot of podcasts were like US-based or UK-based, you know, uh, publisher-based. So they were all voices of non, non-Southeast Asian voices. But on top of that, we also wanted to be a platform for Southeast Asian writers. So we do actually make um, a conscious point 
to feature quite a lot of them. And honestly, that has been great because it has made me read a lot more Southeast Asian authors as well. Because, you know, you I, I know what you mean, right? You have only that amount of time in a day. So you also want to read the books that you want to read from the authors that you love and how much time can you spend on it. But when you're doing a podcast, you it's your responsibility, right? Because me and Diana would never interview anyone unless we have actually read the book from start to finish. So even when people pitch ideas to us, that's why it took, takes us so long because we want to make sure we are reading it. You know, like, so that, I mean, an author knows when you've read their book or not, <laughs> when you interview them, right? So that has been, I think, one of the best things is discovering your own voices, kind of authors within the region as well. And um, yeah, so I, I'm sure you guys do that as well because I've heard some of your shows before. Although I particularly like your Sandman show because I'm a huge <laughs> Sandman fan. Oh, that was that was us just navel-gazing, honestly. Like we need I a know. chance to talk about Neil Gaiman and Sandman. <laughs> but, but that's why you do a book podcast. <laughs> so you can gush about the authors you love and hopefully meet some of them. So actually, if I may jump in and follow up about what you were talking about, this is so familiar to both Lynn and I in the sense that doing anything to do with books, especially if you want to give it what it's due, takes up so much time because you actually have to read the books. Um, sometimes you have to read entire series uh, to understand what an author's work is like. How do you guys make the time, honestly? It seriously, it's just turned into like now asking for, you know, <laughs> secrets on how you make time to read. But yeah, I'm curious about how you make the time. I think it's, it's just really hard to... Um, honestly, you have to consciously make yourself do it at, at, at times it does sort of become a chore because you have to you know you, you have all these books piled on, on your table and you have to make yourself at least review them briefly before you decide like you know what's coming up next right because if you don't do that you're not gonna, not gonna have any more content um and yeah I, that's that's the million dollar question really everyone always wants to know how do readers make the time but i think it's just the <laughs> When you look at a book, you have to think of it in parts. You know, you can't you can't think of it as I need to start this book and I need to finish the whole thing before I go on to the next one. So at the very least, I think for me, it's breaking it down to a chapter. So I'm going to pick up a book. I'm just going to read a chapter. I'm going to see if I want to go on to the next chapter. And if not, if I don't want to continue with this one, maybe I'll go on to another book and another chapter. Um, I think it's also a, a matter of really finding those pockets of time in your in your day so you know i try to read both on uh, you know e-reader i i like e-readers i also like to to listen to them so mm -hmm. if i have a little bit of time if i'm cooking you know if i'm ironing or, or something else if i'm driving somewhere i'll try and read a little bit listen to it while i'm doing that so that helps me to filter out stuff i don't always find that it's easiest to do in one if you're going to be driving and listening, you might, may not pay full attention to it, but it gives you a gist. I think it, it helps you to start off. And yeah, I, you really have to get past that point where you say, it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't feel like reading. I just want to just do something else. You do have to force yourself to read sometimes. <laughs> just, yeah. it, it just yeah. has to come with time. I mean, I mean last year, we, we took a four-month break just because both of us got really busy. Um, so I think sometimes it's also not being so hard on yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, it is our podcast. Uh, we, we we used to do weekly shows, but we know that this year it's not possible to do that with the amount of work that's on my plate at the moment. And Diana also has quite a busy life. So so we do, I think at one point you, you, you get quite hard on yourself for not being able to do as much. But 
we have to remind ourselves that this is a podcast that we is ours, right? Um, and also, like I said, keep it fun for for ourselves by doing variations of things, and also go back into the joy of reading, really, because I think at the end of the day, essentially, the show is about me and Diana telling each other, "Oh my God, have you read this book? It's so good." But you also need to balance it with other things, I guess. <laughs> right? Those are much better tips than what I had. I just was going to say sleep less. <laughs> That's what I do. I, just sleep I already less. do that. That's the life I live. <laughs> <laughs> but we're trying to sound reasonably intelligent as people who read. No, you're right. That's fair. That's fair. It's not. <laughs> it's probably not the best advice to say, if you want to become a better reader, just become less healthy. Sleep less. Do less. Um, but, but, but you know how it's like, right? When you oh have a gosh. really good book and ah, suddenly it's like, it's not, yeah. Them. Then it's yeah. not work. But you know, when you have an interview yeah. the next day yeah. and you haven't finished the book, that's when the okay last sleep is what is cast. Shamila, that never happens, please. <laughs> we we do not reveal secrets. Um so <laughs> I, I, that's when that's when you don't need sleep because you know, like the anxiety will keep you up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's exactly it. So we we like to ask this question, particularly actually of people who sell books, um, but we ask it generally of anybody who comes through our show. How would you describe reading culture in Malaysia? As a society, do you think we value reading or is it losing ground? Oh, wow. Mm, this is, I, I think, I think we've, we've probably mentioned this a time of two, honey. Don't we? <laughs> I speak to people a lot about this, do we? I, I mean, there's, there's many layers to that question because there are people who don't read for pleasure. There's a lot of people who read for work, who read because they have to, who read to study. Um, and I suppose the main thing is, the question is for how many people out there are reading for pleasure? I mean, when you go to a big book sale, you see people buying books, you know, like, um, but do they actually read the book? Uh, but I feel that today uh, it's okay because firstly, you don't necessarily have to read a book to read a book, right? Like as Diana said, you can listen to an audiobook. Um, there are many, many ways of doing it. And now there's also a lot more adaptations, you know, like of books on TV shows. It seems to be the main place where people get content nowadays, you know. So I, I just, uh, I was talking to some booksellers and then they say that strangely enough during the pandemic, they sold a lot of books. So I think there are always going to be readers. But yes, there's a lot more competition now for your attention. It wasn't when we were growing up and there was, you know, there's three channels. You know, <laughs> now you have like so much things to, but I am hoping that say you watch Bridgerton on Netflix, then you might actually might want to pick up the book, right? So maybe that's, that's, I think it evens itself out because we find that people still read and Malaysians do read, you know, because like you have listeners from Malaysia, so do we. And the amount of book nerdery that goes on our Instagram is actually quite, quite nice and a lot of them do try to make their children read as well they try lah. sometimes it's a losing battle with devices but they but they do try <laughs> yeah. yeah I think I think it's actually quite a nice thing to see that um actually young people are, are reading a lot more than people of you know older generations apparently um and and it's book it maybe Yes, it's a book talk and it's it's bookstagram, um, definitely making books more interesting again. I I think you know like I wish that um the general public in Malaysia would consider books to be more mainstream culture. Like you know like the, the way that we jump on the bandwagon when a new show comes out. You know like um like look at how how far we've taken Barbenheimer, even Malaysia, right? Um, and we're right up there with them when it comes to 
you know, viral movements of, of movies and TV shows, like, you know, like Squid Game, that kind of thing. But, you know, how many people ran out and bought cop copies of Colin Hoover's It Ends With Us, which was really huge on BookTok, right? Um, you know, like Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That was, that, that went completely viral. Everyone went out and, and wanted to see what the hype was about. But in Malaysia, you you don't quite get that same kind of attention to books. And I kind of feel like maybe it's because we've, We've always associated books with, you know, hard studying. Like it's kind of like you throw away the books once you've left university. Why study so hard? Why why put yourself through that stress anymore? And and we probably one of the things that we like to do at TBNT is try to make it to bring the fun back into books, right? Try to make it so it's more of something that you do for fun. It's more for entertainment. It's also for for educating yourself, for edifying yourself. But it's not about study it's not about stress it's not about you know like being forced to read something just because it's important for you you know it's it's like making people eat, eat the vegetables nobody likes that so <laughs> hide it's, it in it's a brownie a is that what you're saying <laughs> hide, hide your broccoli in a brownie no because you have to hide it in a brownie you have to put it in the movie that's the point that you you know that you're not telling people to enjoy it for their own sake and I think I, I hope that, you know, there's just us nerding out over books and, and just talking about the things we got out of them. That's maybe one small way we can help people to connect back with the fun of reading. Yeah, show them that books are brownies, not broccoli, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's next for uh, Two Book Nets Talking? Ooh, you know, I, I always told Diana, I mean, this is my, my sell to her, right? Um, yes, give up a lot of your time, do this show with me. And I always say the reason why we call it Two Booknets Talking is that we hope that if one day we decide we don't want to do this anymore, we can find two other booknets to take it over. <laughs> so yes, so that is the longevity if that happens. But um, as it is, we're still kind of plodding along. But ever so often, we'll do a little project. But I think it's just basically just telling people what is their next great read. I don't think there's really any massive plans to take over the world by books or something, Diana, right? Speak for yourself, honey. Oh, oh, is it? <laughs> no, I think that's true. I mean, I mean we, we've, we didn't think we'd get this far, did we, honey? I think... <laughs> we didn't think we will, will, will last this long. I mean, now people call us the OG of book. Um, I'm like, wow, I've never realized I was the original, you know, like, <laughs> okay. because, because yeah. so, so many podcasts die within the first year of their... And I think as long as there are books, I think a book podcast can be sustainable completely because there's always going to be another book to read. <laughs> you ladies are the first edition, of, <laughs> the first nice. edition version of the book podcast. <laughs> so Honey and Diana will be sticking around with us. Uh, but in the meantime, let us know, do you follow Two Book Nerds Talking? Are there other books podcasts that you love? You can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Write to us at buythebook at bfm.my. And that brings us to footnotes. Dinah Young and Honey Ahmad of Two Book Nerds Talking are still with us. Let's close off with some recommendations, right? Firstly, from your own show, what episodes would you suggest starting with for people who are new to it? 
Wow. Starting with, I, I we, we have so many favorites. I would say just start from the top, just scroll down and see if there's any book that takes your fancy because, you know, we do uh, quite a lot of different ones. Um, the last episode that we released is an interview with Samantha Shannon on her on her new book. So so that's kind of like um, that's the fantasy. That's a really thick heavy, like really deep epic fantasy. So if you want to go down and, you know, like we have also recently done um, We All Want Impossible Things by Catherine Newman, which is, it's it's it sounds really morbid to say like this. It's meant to be, uh, it's meant to be an uplifting book about dying, basically. So, um, but I promise you, it's nowhere near as sad as that sounds. Um, okay, maybe it's a bit sad, but but yeah. So we we tried we try to make it as varied as possible. We we do interviews with authors um, very often. Uh, we have done a number of Malaysian author interviews, which I think you would be hard pressed to find on other podcasts. Definitely, you find it on on by the book, but you wouldn't find it on other international podcast so Malaysian authors we've featured you know like Sarah's Manikam recently which I think she's been on by the book so you've heard mm-hmm. her on on this channel as well but you also you know we've spoken to uh, Shivani Sivagurunathan um, and we've also spoken to I mean we, we have spoken to authors from from Singapore as well I think the, the, I don't know of any particular Singaporean podcast um, but yeah if you want to hear about Singaporean authors as well you know that's where we are. Uh, we we try to make it varied in every episode, but yeah, I think, that's I think just my roundabout way of saying I don't have a favorite. I think <laughs> no, I think one of our favorite uh, formats is called book chases, where we take two books mm. and chase them against each other. So that's uh, a nice. one episode is going to come out where we chase Babel by RF Kuang with I have some questions for you by Rebecca Mackay, and it's about two books set in schools. So we talk about so um so I I like that because me and Diana, it's just like reading one book after the other and what you get from it, right? We did one on marriage. One book was about marriage and one book was about having an affair. <laughs> so so that that that's fun. Um, uh, John Connolly's interview was one of my personal favorite because he's one of my favorite authors. And when he walked into our studio, I thought that's it. I've arrived. We can end the podcast tomorrow, you know, things like that. So, I, I mean, Andrew Ware, where we interview Andy Ware, you know, we're like, wow, we interview the guy who wrote The Martian. So, th- that's, you know, that's when you feel, Neil, Neil Gaiman, I hope you guys get to interview them, him one day, maybe. Uh, I that's the dream. Interview. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? How, how, how hard is it to get him? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think... Um, I told Diana two things why we wanted to do this podcast. One is to interview and fangirl over authors. And secondly, is to get free books. That has worked out spectacularly well. So <laughs> I'm going to give you both um, just a heads up because I'm closing with a question that I think some readers find hard, which is what are books you've read recently that you'd recommend? So let that marinate. I'm about to ask it. Before that, though, I just finished Babel and I loved it. Did you both love it? Yes. yes. I haven't read it. Lynn's been telling me I have to put it on my list. I loved it. I mean, I love yes. RF Kuang and I loved Babel. So sorry, sidebar. But yes, um, recent books you've read that you, you'd like to recommend to people. Diana, you have like a couple of fantasy, right? Um, well, okay. I Actually, I'm starting with um, Tress of the Emerald Sea. I think, I think that's one that I really enjoyed recently. Um, that's a Brandon Sanderson book. That came out earlier this year. It's it's a it's a really cozy tale actually about you know it's it's his take on the Princess Bride. 
So basically, he's got this girl who has to cross a really dangerous sea to try to save her childhood friend, you know, from a dreadful sorceress. And it's it's kind of, it leans in a lot to that little, like, little kind of cringy kind of humor. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit self-indulgent in a way, but but really fun. You know, it, it, it's it's nostalgic in that kind of, um, you, you go back to the, the, the swashbuckling kind of adventure kind of story. And I, I think, I think it was, it's a really good way to, to pass a little bit of time without having too much stress. <laughs> nice escapist read. So yeah, that's probably one of my highlights of my other year. Uh, I just finished reading Becky Chambers. If you guys have not, you know, like uh, the Robot and Monk series. So I've just finished reading um, Prayer for the Crown Shy, which is the second book. It's a duology. That's lovely. She writes what you call almost like up sci-fi lit. Hope punk. punk. Yes. That's right. Hope punk. <laughs> so if you want a little pick me up, something a little bit philosophical, it's about a monk that makes tea and he goes into the wilderness because robots became aware and then they put it off. And then it's actually the robot and the monk having philosophical discourses. Sometimes I like reading books where nothing much happens. <laughs> <laughs> so I would recommend that. And I'm also reading a Scottish crime because I love crime. That's my hopeful read. Um, it's got a litter of bones. It's by J.D. Kirk. And what I like about it is that you learn all kinds of weird Scottish kind of like slang. So I never knew that coupon means face. Oh, so I wanna I wanna punch you in the coupon. <laughs> but yeah, so to me I like that because it's like a window into a small town. I like small town mysteries and things like that. So yeah, <laughs> that's a lot to add to our list. Thank you, and uh, honey, Diana it was lovely speaking with the both of you. Same here. Happy reading, Thanks so ladies. Thanks for having us. Thank you, and you too. Uh, we've been speaking with Diana Yong and Hani Ahmad uh, from Two Book Nerds Talking. Um, you can, of course, check out their podcast. It's all about books, as you've just heard, um, available on um, wherever you find your podcasts. Let us know, are you guys fans of theirs? Are there other literary podcasts that you follow or enjoy? You can uh, WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Write to us at by the book at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.